everybody, and welcome to the first installment of Killers and Coffee. Um, much anticipated. I'm just, I'm so excited to do this. Um, so, we're just going to do an intro to true crime this time. We'll get into the real killers next time. But, um, Killers and Coffee is part of the Unity Podcast Network, and we are going to be a weekly true crime show, and I'm going to drink coffee. And we're going to talk about serial killers and lots of crime and history. Um, my name is Jess, and I'm here with my cousin, Devin. What's up, Dev? Hey, everyone. How are you, Jess? I'm pretty good. Pretty excited. Um, really, like, I've, I've been, been a big fan of true crime for a while. I know you have, too. Yes. <clears throat> um. How did you get into true crime? Because, I mean, it's really like a, it's, it really is like an entire like fan base. Yeah, I, I mean, I feel like most of the true crime, like the serial killers and everybody that I feel like we'll be talking about has, has been either before we were born, since we're very mm-hmm. similar in age, or, mm-hmm. you know, in the early 2000s when we were still growing up. So it's kind of just like once we hit that age where we understood everything, like, I think that's when I was like, okay, crime is kind of cool. Like, I'm also a Scorpio, so anything, you know, oh. a little dark and twisted mm-hmm. kind of catches my attention. So once, <laughs> pot, you know, podcasting became a thing, it was just so popular. And then I was like, okay, I just love it. And then it, it became an interest to an obsession very quickly. Mm-hmm. And here we have the opportunity to do our own thing, which is pretty, pretty cool. <laughs> <clears throat> Um, as for me, I was introduced to true crime fairly recently within the past like few years. I had a friend who showed me a podcast, a very popular one. I don't know if I'm allowed to say things here, but I won't. Um, and I just, I got into it and then started looking at other shows and then I just started watching documentaries and Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff like that. And I was very intrigued and then when you say like it's it's funny because if you tell people that you like true crime and like murder history people are kind of like oh you like murder that's weird yeah (laughs) (laughs) it doesn't mean i'm gonna go out and fucking murder somebody but right which i'm i'm sure you'll talk about (laughs) later you know the um the traits and stuff like just because you like it doesn't necessarily mean you're gonna become a serial killer right i'm just fascinated (laughs) with history (laughs) and the information and stuff that comes with it the psychology of it all right it's 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 really interesting (laughs) and um i mean i'm i'm in school right now you know studying psychology so it's a little more in depth for me too you know the behavior side of it, how they become who they are to, you know, to do these sorts of things and what sets them apart. And it's, it's really interesting. Like not just, you know, the, the goriness of the crimes and, you know, people are like, why do you listen to that? I'm like, there's so much more to it. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's, it's, it's a hundred percent like a psychology based genre of podcasting. And I've always been fascinated with psychology yeah. And and you have too if you're going to school for it. There must be a yeah. reason, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, so with this show, I so the original plan was to have like a weekly guest, but Devin is going to be my permanent co-host. Yay! Yay! 
and you reached out to me, which I thought was yeah, well, you know, nice. the rest the rest of our cousins were slacking, so <laughs> and and then I have and I have the platform, the opportunity to help you yes. get into it. So exactly. Right. Well, let's get into it, shall we? Are, are you going to tell me what kind of coffee you're drinking? I will in, in a little bit. Um, let me just okay. throw a disclaimer out here real quick. Um, Killers and Coffee is a serial killer podcast, a crime podcast, so I it's going to have explicit content. We're going to talk about murder. We're going to talk about rape, drug use, assault. So I'm just advising everybody to listen with caution. Um, it's it's it. We can get into some pretty heavy stuff. So I just I just want to throw a little warning out there. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah. So what kind of coffee you got? I have some Dunkin' Caramel Me Crazy K cup with with a little caramel creamer. Oh, I, I'm a very partial to caramel. I actually, I put caramel syrup in all my coffee when I make it at home. Sounds like, good. like the, um, like the ice cream topper caramel. Um, but I have, I just have a simple donut shop coffee K-cup. I don't drink hot coffee. I drink iced coffee. So it's a little, it's a little project in the morning when I do it. <laughs> I, um, I am a, a big iced coffee drinker yeah. all year, but I... It, um, it could be negative 20 degrees out. I have iced yeah, coffee in my Yeah, I just... It's quicker for me in the mornings to just make a K-cup, so... Yeah. I, I've been working on that this morning. Um, <laughs> is, it, is it okay for me to ask what your mug looks like? Is it, um, I, I'm a mug fanatic. Are you? I am. Well, so you're actually interested in your mug. So, well, because I'm drinking iced coffee, I'm not using a mug. I'm using okay. a that's flyer souvenir cup. I'm very nice. Ice, <laughs> ice coffee, you know, tumblers and such yeah. are also a, a collection of mine. So I appreciate it. Oh, nice. I do I, have, let me, sorry, go ahead. I was just say I have my, my Slytherin mug today. Oh, are, are you a Slytherin? Is that? I, of course. This, are you really a Scorpio? Yeah, I mean, you're a Scorpio. <laughs> I've actually I've taken that sorting. I've been sorted into Gryffindor and Hufflepuff. I can see yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm more of a uh, Hufflepuff than a Gryffindor, but yeah. Um, yeah. So I have. I don't just have a donut shop K cup, and like it's literally just a K cup, and then I put ice, brew my coffee. I'll do my caramel, probably add a little more ice. And I'm a, I'm a, I'm a creamer head. Mm-hmm. I have, I have a collection of creamers. So that, do I. Yeah. So right now, <laughs> I, think I'm I, using, I think I have four in my fridge right now. Mm-hmm. I actually need to go grocery shopping, so I don't have much, but I have, um, I think it's, it's coffee mate, but it's, it's golden grams. Mm. It's really good. I like it. I've I've found that I like the Twinkie one recently. Oh, really? I'm not a fan. Yeah. I just like it because it's just it doesn't taste like a Twinkie. It's just a, a, it's a cake. sweet, sweet kind mm-hmm. of vanilla flavor. So it goes yeah. with every flavor of coffee. Yeah, I can you see know that. I have to I have to mix and match my coffees and creamers very specifically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm really disappointed that I cannot find amaretto anywhere. That was my favorite creamer, and it is oh. just gone. <laughs> Is that like? Could you get away with like the Italian sweet cream? I feel like that's probably. I don't. I'll try it. I've never tried it, but 
it's all right it's a whole thing you know i know it really is, <laughs> is a thing but i do like i have to i have to drink coffee and it's literally my day's not started until i drink no. coffee it's the first I, thing i do when i get to work like so yeah, i incorporated it with this show <laughs> there's coffee in my hand at all times it's like yeah. it's whether it's hot or ice like mm-hmm. and i'll drink it before bed like mm-hmm. it doesn't matter so i like it coffee yeah. and crime i was like i'm wondering if it's like a a gene in our DNA, i think in but... our family i think it is <laughs> it well, i know my mom is but like i don't know but since you're related be it yeah but your mom and my dad are brother and sister and yeah. it has nothing to do with my mother but <laughs> i think my dad drinks coffee and maybe know. it's just a hess thing i don't know yeah we'll you never know all yeah. right well all right let's move on let's all right so this is where we're going to get into it um we're just going to start right off the right off the bat and we're going to define true crime. And um I it was funny because I got a whole bunch of books for research and all that all that jazz. Um and true crime was not listed in the the one book I was using, which is very strange. So I turned to Wikipedia. <laughs> um true crime is defined on wikipedia as a non-fiction literary podcast or film genre in which the author examines an actual crime and details the actions of real people associated with and affected by criminal events now do you think true crime is is more of a um like current type of title for the whole crime yeah like maybe that's why it's not in books even if they were published recently because it seems to be more of like a, a fad thing where it just went like with podcasts and people making yeah. Netflix series and like everything coming out within the last couple years like the the term true crime seems to be very recent yeah I could I definitely you know I didn't even think about that but I'm glad that you brought that up because that's that's a great point mm-hmm. um I, I guess like the the old terminology for it is just crime or history or yeah. i don't even like i don't even know i, what, I don't even know either i what, feel like, like since i've been listening really it's just been true crime to me yeah yeah but i mean that's that does make sense i didn't even think about that because yeah true crime is very very recent the term um and it's like it's 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 an entire like pop culture now i feel like yeah exactly that's a great way to put it yeah um so since we're going to be talking a lot about well a lot is definitely the entire premise of the show is what defines a serial killer you want to take that over yeah (laughs) so serial killing is classified as basically having three at least three murders over time um, not exactly one at a time because most serial killers are, you know, they tend to be a little more thought out and sporadic with their killings. Like they, they stalk, they watch. So serial mm-hmm. killing is um, more, I, I don't want to say mass, but mm-hmm. over time, at least three. Mm-hmm. Um, and just to note, they are not motivated by money. Mm-hmm. That's a whole, like, different thing. I think that's, like, contract killing, um, which Mm -hmm. is essentially just hiring a hit person. Um, Right, yeah. They just do it for themselves. And we'll go into those reasons um, because there are essentially four categories of serial killers. 
Um, we got the visionary killers who they will kill because they suffer from hallucinations or delusions, um, like claiming that God or the devil made them do it. Um, typically those people will go into an insanity plea, which we'll go over that later. Um, I feel like though, even that's like the most, definitely the most uncommon one. Like mm -hmm. in all of the cases I've really ever heard of, even if you end up with an insanity plea, yeah. it tends to be more from like a psychiatric um, disorder, not like kind of religion or paranormal related hallucination. Right. So I, I find that one to be interesting just because it's really unheard of. Yeah. Um, well, they're usually like they have, they're usually psychotic. Um, mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's crazy though, to me that it's, you have these people who hear voices, which is a psychosis of itself, like that you hear voices mm -hmm. and they're telling you to kill people. Um, it's, and it's, it comes from two different places. It's like, oh, God or the devil. Okay. <laughs> um, but you have, like, um, Son of Sam. Um, just trying to, like, think of a few, but mm -hmm. not really. We'll get there, though. I mean, <laughs> this is all, this is an intro. Yeah. So I'm not going to, like, really get yeah, into it's, it. It's it's all fascinating. <laughs> so we'll it, cover it, it, it all. It truly is. <laughs> it truly is. Um take the next one so mission oriented um it's basically your vigilantes your you know i want to get rid of all of you people because i don't like you for a specific reason you know you mm -hmm. have i don't like drugs so i'm gonna eliminate all of the drug dealers and so on and then you have your and it's crazy because if you think about it how many serial killers go after prostitutes mm -hmm. it's but, it's but, very whether I mean, a lot of stories of, of most serial killers, and we'll get into the McDonald triad, but a lot of them begin with trauma of some sort. Mm -hmm. And the trauma is related to a specific, whether you hate women because one broke up with you or, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it may be. I feel like it's, it's such a big um, amount of serial killers start with that. I need to focus on one group of people like prostitutes or, mm -hmm you know, women, because I hate women or something like that, um, to, to eliminate that specific group. Mm -hmm. But if you like, so you said, I'm gonna murder women because one broke up with me, I think that's more a power control killer. Because that has to do with their own trauma. True. True, but, but I wonder where the line blurs between. I know yeah, between a, a, you know, a vigilante. I don't like you, for whatever reason, or mm -hmm. a power control killer. I don't like you because you did something to me. Yeah, that's yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Like, I um, mean, I I think, and it's it's really a shame to have to th even think about these. But like, you know, racial killings or religious killings mm -hmm. like would you would you consider them mission oriented or power control i wonder if it has to do with like ridding the world versus i'm doing this to you because of something that happened right 
or then because... like you know if it's religious it could also be visionary you know i believe in one religion and god is telling me to get rid yeah. of other religions so it, they they all yeah. just blur together it's really right. fascinating right um i guess like I, it's well power control killers they just like they're they feel the need to exert their power or control over their victims mm-hmm. usually as an expression of acting upon their own childhood trauma mm-hmm. um so i feel like it's more of like a uh, yeah that's like i i don't know where the line is yeah. i really don't I, I find a lot of the you know power control group to be more um like you know seeking out children because they can you know groom them and and Mm -hmm. they realize like I am the adult and the children will never be able to have power over me Mm -hmm. and it's also like these the power control killers they're also like if they were sexually assaulted a certain way as a child and then like by their mother or something like that and then they'll go after like single mothers mm-hmm. for, for and then they will sexually assault them the way they were assaulted right so that's i feel like that's also that's not, i feel like that's maybe a difference between mission oriented and the power killers as well yeah i agree um and i feel like power oriented killers are more organized I don't know if that's, like, the word that I'm looking for. I mean, it would make sense, you know, if you think back to some of the cases that are more well-known, you know, mm-hmm. they're, um, and like I said, you know, back to the meaning of the serial killer, they're very methodical about it. Mm-hmm. They they want to make sure everything's done correctly and in the order they want, and it is all very controlling and... um. I don't want to say that it gives them power to have everything the way they want it, but it definitely all seems to be kind of the same pattern. Um, yeah, for sure. A, um, a certain MO mm-hmm. is always um, carried out as far as killer yep. killers. Yep. Um, but honestly, we're talking about serial killers the main one is the hedonistic killers. They just kill because they can or they want yep. to. <laughs> yep. And they enjoy it. Yes. I think that's like that's like the like the umbrella. Mm-hmm. Is yeah, I mean I, I wouldn't think that no matter if you're a visionary, a mission oriented power control, that you're doing it because you don't like to. Right. So I definitely <laughs> think hedonistic killers are are the the top tier of you can't be one without being that mm-hmm. like you have to have some pleasure in killing to do it regardless if you're doing it either visionarily mission oriented power right it's like oh i don't want to I, I don't like this but i i'm going to anyway like <laughs> i just I happened know. to kill 75 people but i didn't and that's a whole nother ball game, like accidental killing. That's that that's actually yeah. something that I'm very fascinated in. But yeah. um, so let's move on. What makes a serial killer? Um, <clears throat> there is a a term out there. Well, not out there, but it's the McDonald Triad. It's the three classic behaviors exhibited in childhood that were predictor, 
I'm sorry, predictors or signs of violent tendencies as an adult. Um, the first one is seeing excessive bedwetting beyond the age of five. Um, and we'll go like, I'm going, I'm all go, everything that we talk about today is because we're going to hear about it later. Um, you'll see a lot of serial killers exhibit all three of these things that we're going to go through, like go over. Um, and it's, they're, it's like you read it and it's like oh yeah that's definitely that's problematic yeah <laughs> um so what's what's the next one cool. to animals mm. i feel like that's a big one yeah i think that's that if anything is the most concerning out of all of them because it yeah. just at such an early age you know it shows just something inside of you that you know somebody that like why what what is making you want to physically harm an animal Mm -hmm. and I think that's all goes back to power Mm -hmm. like as a child you don't have much power over people and adults so like they go some they go after something that they can have control over or power over and that would be a small animal and or just I mean just a complete lack of empathy for living things in general hundred percent which is a big red flag oh yeah um <clears throat> so with it's when you see a child and they're hurting animals and and not even just hurting like i've there's stories out there where it's like oh this kid took the family cat and decapitated it yeah like yeah. that's it's not like you you know you petted a cat too hard or you know right. <laughs> yeah. you put the dog in the crate for too long like mm-hmm. we're talking like like really just gruesome like skinning things. a cat decapitating yeah. a cat ripping the limbs off of a rabbit like it's it's right. it's extreme cruelty <laughs> right yeah and then there's there's fire starting and that's not even it's not your, I don't even think that that's your typical arson. That's like just making fires, being fascinated with fire. Yeah. Pyromania. Like, right. yeah, exactly. Extreme. I think right. And, and, you know, I mentioned, you know, the psychology aspect of it. I don't think that the McDonald triad is, is, you know, if these three things are, you're a serial killer, you know, yeah. there's so much more that goes into it. But if you think about, the, the three um, parts of this, they all kind of indicate something a little more serious. Obviously, yeah. pyromania, you know, there's there's a question of what what is driving the fascination of fire? Is it the lights? Is it the danger that could come of it? Is it, you know, where is it coming from? Obviously, cruelty to animals is, like I said, just a complete, lack of empathy for life you know you don't care if this uh, poor animal is alive or dead um bedwetting seems to be a little less obvious but -hmm. if you think about it bedwetting beyond the age of five really to me from a psych like psychology aspect indicates trauma of some sort a scared kind of innate like fear or like when you're asleep you're having nightmares terrors things like that which 
I think can cause a lot of like PTSD and things when you're older, you know, that's, it's almost like the creation of a monster inside, you know, and that when you're asleep, your, your body's basically shut down and that results in bedwetting. Do you think it could also, I'm sorry. Do you think there could also be um, the other way around? Like if, if a child is, is going through some sort of trauma and they feel safe in bed or um, like in a sleeping state, they, they feel so safe that they don't want to get out of bed, even to go to the bathroom. I don't know. I mean, that's definitely a good question. I feel like from what I know, just based on psychology, but also like stories of, of people being assaulted as children and things like that. Like I find that when, when the, the children are in bed, like the response, the bedwetting response doesn't come from, I don't want to get out of bed. It's coming from Mm -hmm. fear. Like think about, you know, if you're in an accident if you're you know being mugged if you're you know anything like that the the body's natural reaction to fear is to wet yourself even as an adult yeah Mm -hmm. so to me excessive bedwetting you know as a child indicates the fear of something whether it be I'm already being assaulted and I just I don't know how to control my body anymore or I'm having horrible dreams of monsters and and things like that and that's just my body's natural response so Mm -hmm. all of these things do seem very likely as children to create the necessary like components of a psychological disorder as an adult whether they seem harmless or not yeah definitely yeah but but like like we said there's it's not it's not end all be all like if you if you see a child that's got these three things they're not necessarily going to be a serial killer um but that's it's 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 all scientific like there there's been i don't want to say tests but the psychology of the serial killers that have been um examined are they tend to exhibit these three things right as and well, I mean, we are technically still in May. It is May 31st. So let's just use this time to, to plug mental health awareness. Oh, right? yeah. If, you're, if yep. you're seeing a child in your neighborhood with, with some of these attributes here, like, let somebody know. You see something, say something. Yep. Prevent a serial killer. <laughs> Do your part. Yep. I mean, honestly, I feel like mental health awareness, it, it should be year-round. It, like, I mean, just... and, and I, I, I can't imagine, like, thinking about all of this stuff right now how many potential people's lives could have been saved if mental Mm -hmm. health mental health was a part of their lives as children oh yeah and I know you know back when most of these things happened Mm -hmm. it really wasn't a thing but think about now like it's it's a big school shootings like things like that Uh, like just just take care of the people around you Mm -hmm. and 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 the stigma (laughs) yes yes um but let's move on um so this is kind of i mean the next part of this is i don't want to get into it as much because i feel like what we're going to go over in future episodes is really just serial killers and not the other ones Mm -hmm. 
but um, there is a difference between serial killers, mass murderers, spree killers, rampage killers. Um, rampage killers are a subset of both spree killers and mass murderers. Um, but like we said earlier, um, serial killers are generally um, three or more murders um, over time. Um, it could be months, it could be days, it could be years, but that's, but like, whereas mass murder, it's four more people at the same time within 24 hours in the same geographical location. Um, you don't see a lot, like it's, with serial killers, it's not, I'm sure that they there can be within 24 hours, but um, <clears throat> it's, they're more so, they'll kill, they'll kill somebody and then <clears throat> um, it'll happen again later. Right, it's um, that MO of, of waiting yeah. and planning and, mm -hmm. right. Very planned, very premeditated, very mm -hmm. laid out. Um, but mass murder, though, that's, it's very same time, same place. Um, but with um, rampage killers, like they're, um, they are spree killers, mass murderers. So rampage killers, that's where, that's your mass school shootings. Um, mm -hmm. They're understood to kill or attempt to kill at least two and usually more, but um, in a public place. So it's like rampage killers, they'll kill publicly um, at one time. Um, spree, spree killers, they're two or two or more people in a very short period of time. Um, so I feel like spree killers and mass murderers are essentially, in my eyes, they're pretty much the same. Yeah, I agree. There's, you know, there could be discrepancies in how many people you kill mm -hmm. and such, but I, I think I tend to use them interchangeably. It's, yeah. And, and again, like it's, I don't find that whether it's mass murder or spree killer or serial killer or rampage killer it, they're all killers and mm -hmm. for this the sake of these cases and these murders and and true crime stories that we'll be talking about the type of killer mm -hmm. uh, apart from you know power control or hedonistic or whatever mm -hmm. the type of killer as opposed to mass murderers free killers really doesn't matter too much in this sense right um even for like conviction and stuff, it's, it's, they, they're just killers. They're all mm -hmm. killers. Um, like we said, serial killers are definitely a different breed. Um, so mass murder, rampage spree, they're kind of, they're kind of all on the same level. Yeah. It's, it's just a quick, quick thing. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's, it's, I would, I would say probably 95% of, probably even more than that, 97% of the serial killers that we will go over are just going to be serial killers. They're not going to yeah. be mass murderers, rampage killers, blah, blah, blah. Right. So that's like, that's really, that's, that's the gist of it. Yep. Um, but a, a big thing you'll also see in our shows, our stories is the degrees of murder and everybody, um, I'm sure you've heard of it. First degree murder, second degree, third degree. Mm -hmm. It's, it's your first degree murder is what essentially 
all the serial killers are doing. It's mm-hmm. felony murder. It's the most serious homicide offense. It's um, defined as the willful, premeditated, and intentional killing of another with malice aforethought. Um, which is malice aforethought is the prior intention to kill or cause harm to a victim. It helps establish a mindset that distinguishes between manslaughter or murder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's different from premeditation because it does not refer to a coherent plan of action. So it's really just, it's, you're doing it because you're a bad person. Yes. <laughs> yes. And you're thinking about it. Yes. Um, but that's, that's the serial killers are committing first degree murder. <laughs> yeah. I would find it surprising, you know, to hear serial killers with anything other than that. And I mean, a lot of them that I've heard of are, are in prison for life, you know, because uh-huh. they are, are first degree murders. Mm-hmm. Um, and, if, 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 if you think about it, like, if you think about it, um, it, there's no other way. Like, if you're a serial killer, you're thinking about it. And that's yeah. premeditation. So that's, like, you're yeah. not, like, with secondary murder, it's intentional, but it's not premeditated. Right. So, Which is, is ha- like, how can something be intentional, but not premeditated is, is interesting to me. Because, you know, say you're a, ser- a serial killer and you're searching for somebody to kill, you know, you're mm-hmm. every day you're, you're driving down the street and you're looking at everybody and I really want to kill somebody. It's, this is an intentional thought, mm-hmm. but when does that, but how did you, you know, not plan it out? <laughs> right. You open up your van door and pull somebody in like that's premeditated. Like you picked that person. Mm-hmm. So here's my thought, because I actually did think about that um, when I was doing when, some research for this. Um, I think that secondary murder is if you're, say you're in, you get into a fight, like a bar fight or something like that, and you, it was like a spur of the moment fight, and you, at the, at the time, during the fight, you think to yourself, or don't even think about it, but it's like you're fighting, you're fighting so hard that you kill the person. Like intended... ang- anger, maybe like you're intentionally wanting to kill them. Yes, but you yes. didn't walk into but... that bar thinking, Correct. "I'm going to find somebody to kill." Yes. So then, does emotion come with? I think it, second I think it degree as opposed to third degree. I think so. Interesting. Yeah, because I, I I did actually think about that. I really did. <laughs> Because I thought the same thing. I was like, how can you be, how can you intentionally kill somebody and not think about it? And then I was like, I thought about what that meant. And that's what I kind of what I came up with. Makes sense. Um, yeah. But then you have third degree murder, which is manslaughter. You're killing somebody, but you don't have malice of forethought. It's, it's, but it, so this is actually crazy to me because what I read was that it's different from accidental killing or self-defense because manslaughter is still crime, whereas accidental killing and self-defense are not crimes, which I want to talk about later. Um, That's, that, I don't, it just really, it's, it's a lot. It's, and I think Mm -hmm. besides obvious first degree murder, there's, there's a lot more that goes into second and third. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of it has to do with judges, with juries, with lawyers, how they spin angles, what the cases were. 
and I mean, I'll be honest, a lot of it is, is very blurred to me, you know, what mm-hmm. can and cannot be done to get for or second and third degree. Um, but like I said, with the differences in, in the types of killers, mm-hmm. they're, most of them are first degree, you know, that's, that's pretty oh, much how, how it ends. First degree. <laughs> I would say all of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just like I, with the, with third degree and manslaughter, like I I had put it in my notes about crime later, but um for I I don't know how you can have voluntary manslaughter like yeah, crimes of passion, I don't, but I don't like either. But crimes of passion, like couldn't that be your example of a bar fight? Like he intentionally killed mm-hmm. this this other person because he was so angry. I yeah. mean, it's not a sexual crime of passion, but it's still, a, you, anger is a passionate emotion, which yeah. caused that person to kill. Like, I, there's there's probably a lot more legal stuff that goes into it that I will never be able to understand. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I have a feeling that d- throughout this show, we're going to learn a lot. And yeah. we're going to, yeah. And I'm, I'm really excited because I love yeah. learning new things. Yeah. <laughs> um, but... It's what I know of manslaughter is involuntary manslaughter, and that's right. your like accidental. Um, but I don't even want to say accidental because accidental killing is something completely different, which is crazy to me. Right. Uh, I think that like when I hear of involuntary manslaughter, the first thing I think of is a car accident. Right. Um, you know, you whether you ran a red light or a stop sign or might have been speeding and and you accidentally caused an accident like you still broke the law and caused an accident but it wasn't an intentional premeditated there was no thought of killing somebody at all in your mind it was just irresponsible mm-hmm. and you obviously will get charged and convicted of that crime but it's unlikely to end in jail time mm-hmm. and i think that's the big difference is the accidental part of it Mm -hmm. and that's that it's and that's completely different than being under the influence of something like that's literally just like you said speeding run a red light and you kill somebody that's that's it and but you won't you won't see a lot of manslaughter when it comes no. to serial killers. <laughs> I mean, all. it sounds like if, it because you're slaughtering a man, but right. um, but everything every serial killer is committing first degree murder, right? Yep, felony murder. Um. So, but okay, so we're gonna play a little game, and I'm just gonna I'm gonna rattle off some serial killers you tell me if you've heard of them okay um uh i made a list there's actually like a lot of people on this list and i don't i I that's why i'm just gonna do it really quick okay all right harold shipman yes david berkowitz uh no not off the top of my head so if you tell me no i'm gonna tell you they're more common names okay David Berkowitz is the son of Sam. Okay. Yes. Um, Richard Ramirez. Yes. Is, who is that? Oh, man. The Night Stalker. Oh, yes. Did you, did you see the um, Netflix documentary? Because that's really good. I think it's on my list. I think that's you, probably why I remember the name. 
Yeah. But I don't think I've watched it yet. You need to. Yeah. And it's I feel good. like I feel like with these, there I've listened to so many cases. Like I'm talking hundreds of mm-hmm. cases. And and until we get into them, you just recognize the name or their title. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. yeah. There's very few I can, you give me the name and then I'll tell you what they did. Like, right. Really... I, I'm not memorizing serial killers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> oh, yes. That's the after, goal. After right? our show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Ed Kemper. Yeah, no. He is the co-ed killer. Okay. William Bonin. Yes. The freeway killer. Yes. Um, I wasn't going to say this one, the Boston Strangler obviously right but and that's funny because boston strangler they don't still don't know who that is pretty sure did they i'm are they the zodiac killer i don't think they know who he is either nope right? nope um obviously this is an easy one ted bundy yes <laughs> dennis Rader. uh no he's a btk killer okay um daniel camargo barbosa yes which i've never heard of actually mm-hmm um, Andre Chikatilo. Yes. Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. John Wayne Gacy. Yep. The clown. clown. The clown guy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, it's funny because if people have phobias of clowns, which I, I do not like clowns. I do not. I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily say it's a phobia, but he doesn't make it better. I'll tell yeah, you that. I, much. I, clowns do not bother me. <clears throat> really? No. I just, no. Give me the willies. <laughs> um, Ed Gein. Yes. Jack the Ripper. Yes. H.H. Ed, Holmes. Ed, Ed Gein. Did you know he was actually the one that inspired Psycho, Silence of the I Lanes. did know that. Yep. Yeah. Check, check I did know that. Oh, he's a good one. Yep. I did know that. Quite, quite the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you're making famous movies, <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. Well, not famous, but it's also he wouldn't have made money off of that because you're not allowed. Yeah. You're a serial killer. Um, H.H. H. Holmes. Yes. He is my favorite, by the way. Yeah, I I tend to like, he was the pharmacist, correct? He was the yeah, hotel. Pharma. He was, yeah, the, um, he had the hotel of the, horror, quote unquote. Yeah, the, the castle maze thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I think um, he was a pharmacist because there's another guy that's yeah. also a pharmacist, a nurse. Yeah. Um, but I think they did some somewhat of the same thing, like use pharmaceuticals mm-hmm. to kill yeah. people. It's funny because I was actually going to do my first episode on H.H. H. Holmes, but then I was like, you know what? Let's 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 go over some stuff first. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, another obvious one, Charles Manson. Yeah. Sam Little. Yes. And of course the Zodiac Killer. Yep. Golden State Killer. Yep. Was that the was Golden State Killer, is that the one that they like caught recently? Um, I don't know. Either there was... caught, caught, or something else was discovered in the case. It was in yeah. the news recently, but yeah. I want to say I don't think they caught him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's my game. I, <laughs> I like that there are some I don't know. Yeah, and these are like kind of like, I mean, I know I just said nineteen different people, and I don't want to be like, "Oh, this is what's going to happen in the next few weeks or few weeks." Like, I'm going to do every single one of these in the next whatever. But essentially, these are what's gonna what we're going to talk about. Yeah. No, I I I think I have some 
too yeah. that maybe you yeah. haven't heard of yeah so we'll see and, we'll see what yeah, happens we'll, yeah definitely um so a big part of this episode as well is um one of the very first things that I thought of that I wanted to go over was um antisocial personality disorder and I wanted to talk about the difference between psychopathy and sociopathy mm-hmm. um, because they are very, very, very important when it comes to true crime. Yep. Um, antisocial personality disorder, like psycho, I'm sorry, psychopathy and sociopathy are both APDs. Um, and it's um there's there's narcissism sociopathy and psychopathy are all apds Mm -hmm. um it's antisocial personality disorder is um it's individual individuals with apd are more likely to engage in risk-taking behaviors dangerous activities and criminal acts Mm -hmm. um as many as 70% of people in prison have APD, which I feel like is very, very interesting. It is interesting. It makes, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know um, where it falls exactly, but I mean, I know a lot of serial killers end up with insanity, please, schizophrenia, things like that. Um, But bipolar always strikes me as, Mm -hmm. um, you know, an indicator of things like that because of the manic phases and, you know, how serial killers are, a, a lot of them are geared towards sexual assault and mm-hmm. hypersexuality is a big component of bipolar. And that that mix of needing to satisfy that side of your brain that's not working correctly and the lack of impulse control is just a very bad combination. Mm-hmm. But it really, it's, it's really interesting. I, I'd be curious to research more about the percentages of, of what people may or may not be diagnosed with in prison. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, I feel like that's also has to do with your fascination with psychology as well. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, but both psychopathy sociopathy they're both apds and they're different and i hear them used interchangeably and i don't think that it's i I think that it's necessary to establish a difference because they are different Mm -hmm. um i think that technically like sociopathy is you know i'm not even going to say that it's part of psychopathy because they're uh, it's just they're different mm-hmm. they're both they're they're similar but they're it's you know they're um and not it here's a little a little fact or not really a fact but like a little saying um not all psychopaths are serial killers not all serial killers are psychopaths i like it mm-hmm. um Psychopaths make up about 1% of the population. Um, They can be highly functional and objectively successful. Um, They lack empathy, a sense of shame and guilt, 
and they typically possess superior manipulative skills. They do understand the difference between right and wrong, but they don't care. Um, Whereas sociopaths, um, they are... They are, they also lack empathy, but a sociopath will let you know that they don't care. I think that's like a, a big difference between psychopaths and sociopaths. Mm-hmm. They're, like, they're psych- more, psych- it's, it's a lack of emotion, but it's still in some weird way emotionally charged. Like you're looking for that validation that the person that you are, you're, you know, your, pre- your target, your prey is, is understanding that you you know what you're doing and you don't mm-hmm. care and that that means something to them mm-hmm. whereas the other is just they don't care they don't care if you care it's just the simple act of doing it that they yeah. get pleasure from yeah and i think that that's a big difference between psychopaths and sociopaths um sociopaths they'll tell you that they don't care Mm-hmm. psychopaths will successfully convince you that they do yes um and sociopaths they are frequently this is, this is great relationship advice too <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, think of it think of it as something relative to your life and you'll understand right um sociopaths are frequently loners and they're incapable of maintaining relationships but mm-hmm. psych- psychopaths maintain friends and family just to mask their true nature. Yes. So that's, uh, they're, they're essentially opposites. Mm-hmm. They're just, they're both empathetic. That's the right. only, really the only, and they're both APDs. Right. But I think that they're, they're used interchangeably and I have used them interta- interchangeably, but I should not be doing that. Right. <laughs> and I, I wonder if, if this comes into play, you know, during obviously, like we said, most serial killers are first-degree felons. Um, But in the case that something happens and they're not, I wonder if these diagnoses of of these disorders, whatever, are the difference between what type of crime was committed and how Mm -hmm. it was played out. You know, could you, could the difference between you being a sociopath or a psychopath d- depend on your, you know, if it's not quite first degree murder, but is it second or third? You know, I think that's a reach in these cases. Again, most of them are first degree murderers, but that's mm-hmm. what I, what I said when it comes into emotion and how you deal with things and how you're portraying yourself and what you're telling people and, you know, how much of your crime was thought and how much of it is just your personality mm-hmm. and who you are. It's, it's interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Everything that goes up into making a serial killer or becoming a serial killer, all of the different parts of you, your, your genetic makeup, your, the way your brain functions, the people around you, the relationships you have, the trauma you may or may not have you know, had in your life, everything it's all it's all comes down to the psychology of a person it does 
and the trauma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, um, but it's, I mean, like we said, the McDonald triad, like the things you should look for at, at, in a child under the age of five, like that mm-hmm. may not have even been exposed to trauma yet. Like there's, I don't, I don't want to say more Very of it true. is your genetic makeup, but it, there's, it's probably 50, 50. In my opinion, like you have to be a specific type of person before your trauma response to do something with that trauma in an evil way. Yeah. And there's also not, there's some serial killers out there that didn't even go through any, any childhood trauma. They're just, they're just not right. (laughs) They came out not right. (laughs) No one can explain why, but it will be fun to talk about it yes which is the whole premise of this show (laughs) can't Um, wait me neither i'm so excited i'm so excited i'm finally doing this yeah um all right well you know i have this whole list of like terms that i want to go through but we're gonna i i want to like rip through them because we're 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 coming coming up here (laughs) um but like I said, I could talk about this all day. <laughs> um, I think I really only want to talk about the term crime just because I have a very interesting um, fact about it. Okay. Um, I want to talk about trophies mm-hmm. and maybe just quickly say what MO is. Um, so crime... And by the way, the only reason why I really have these terms is because we're going to be talking about them. Yeah, the, I mean, I feel like some of these are very self-explanatory. Others, right. you know, right. need a little explanation at the beginning here. Yeah. Um, but crime, though, like, so here's my little fun fact. Let me just pull it up here. Um, because I was extraordinarily surprised by it. Um <clears throat> All right, so here's my fun fact. Let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> um, a killing, the act of killing only becomes murder when it breaks the law. And a surprising number of killings are perfectly legal. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 I know, and it becomes, because mm-hmm. it becomes a crime, um, when no yeah okay so killing (laughs) killing is an act but murder is a crime so if it breaks the law then it's really just a killing but if i mean if it doesn't break the law then it's just it's killing but if it breaks the law it's murder um so like accidental killing um um self-defense the death penalty they're all legal murder, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I thought that was extremely, yes. extremely interesting. Yeah, it's, I mean, and then there are certain scenarios where you would be able to clearly identify the difference, but it really <laughs> is, is quite interesting. And I, I think I'd mentioned to you, I'm fascinated right now with the Amish and how there are so many more killings, not murders, killings. Mm-hmm in the Amish community because they do not have a legal system. Perfect example. You can be a killer 
but not a murderer when there is no legal repercussions. Hmm. It's only when the cops outside of the Amish community find out and have to legally prosecute you. So it's, it's really interesting that there is such a difference between killing and murder. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And it's, and killing is technically not a crime. Mm -hmm. But that's like also like combat and war. Um, Apparently suicide. I thought suicide was a crime. But in my book, that's what it says. (laughs) Um, so trophies, I really am interested, or not interested, but I, I'm very <laughs> intrigued by serial killers who collect trophies. Yep. Um, so trophies are essentially souvenirs yep. from their victims. Clothing, jewelry, a body part. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed Gein. Have... Ed Gein is a big, yep. a big, I mean, he made things out of household items Uh, yes (laughs) that takes it to a whole nother level you're not displaying it you're physically using it to drink from or eat (laughs) (laughs) and that's your silence of the lambs no there we go (laughs) making masks out of human faces oh okay (laughs) or that's like and and ted bundy he Mm -hmm. also displayed his victim's heads in his apartment yep it's crazy i mean it's like it's either pretty pretty tame or extreme. Yes. Like, the tame side is uh, serial killers who collect, like, the driver's licenses from their, yeah. their victims or the underwear. Just, uh, to, like, or, to, keep, <laughs> to keep track of them. Right. Not so much only, to idolize yeah. them. Right. But also you get, like, because a lot of trophies are collected so they can relive what happened. Mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. they like essentially get off on it mm-hmm. um but I, I mean you gotta have some some nuggets to display yeah. your <laughs> your trophies for sure it's like a sick and twisted like trope like essentially trophy room because it is a, a trophy yeah yep it's like oh i got this because i won um the national bowling championship yeah. oh I got head- this why one. is it ahead oh it just looked like oh fun. you know <laughs> oh we're sick <laughs> <laughs> i feel like you gotta have some sort of some sort of mindset to be able to talk about this yeah it's um, it's interesting because like we say you have to have a like such a lack of empathy to be able to commit these crimes so like what do you have to have to be able to enjoy listening to it and learning about that? <laughs> I will have to say. What, what are I'm, we lacking here? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, I'm very empathetic. So I, I, I consider myself that way as well. <laughs> um, okay. So another, I'll just, this is the last one I'll do. Um, modus operandi or MO mm-hmm. is essentially just, how a criminal serial killer goes about what they do because they're typically the same Mm -hmm. the way they commit the crime the way they commit the murder is usually the same for serial killers and that's i mean that's mo is obviously such a well-known term Mm -hmm. i don't know that everybody would know what it stands for but it's Mm -hmm. it's fairly easy to understand it's just the way they do they do their crime their chosen 
form of acting. And that's what we're here for. What they're known for. <laughs> All right. Real quickly, I'm just going to um, cite where I get my information from because these are extremely good books. Mm-hmm. Um, I have most of the information came from the True Crime Dictionary from Alibi to Zodiac. The Ultimate Collection of Cold Cases, Serial Killers, and More by Amanda Lees. I bought this off of Amazon. I, I, I'll be surprised if I don't read the entire thing. Um, and then just briefly, I think I took maybe one or two pieces of information from this little book. Um, Serial Killers, Jack the Ripper, to Zodiac Killer. Um, there's not really an author on it, but it's, it's like a lightning guide. Um, it's number 10. It's like a Wikipedia in book form. Yeah, it's a, gen- a general informational yeah. guide. And Wikipedia, I will probably get a lot of information from because yeah. it's, usually you just yeah, Google something. The first thing that comes up is a Wikipedia page. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I am one to also like to have hard copies, but it's yeah. unrealistic to go and buy a book every time you need to know a piece of information. Books right. are expensive, right? Why well, the internet is I... free? <laughs> I bought I bought like these five books, and I think I paid like sixty bucks. That's not bad. Not too bad. But and also, I have these books, and I highlighted what I wanted to highlight. I I um. Uh, put little notes where I wanted to put notes so that's why I kind of enjoy a little hard copy of this while I like it yeah um so we're going to wrap it up here um I just want to mention um uh follow at unity podnet on twitter um my this show doesn't have a twitter yet but I'll I'll get there I have (laughs) so many that I need to be in control of um you can like our like pages, um, Unity Network 41 on Facebook, um, Killers and Coffee on Facebook, Instagram. Um, it's, it's, it's all there. All the things. And Just all the search. things are there. All the things are there. Yeah. Um, but do you have, do you have Twitter? I do not currently, no. Mm, Twitter, Twitter is the better. one thing I, I haven't really not bothered to get into but i really yeah. had no reason really prior to to yeah. now um yeah. but i i will get there well, in, honestly like when i start, yeah when i started podcasting is really when i started to use twitter more yeah um but my personal twitter is at just has express with no e uh, i um, would have guessed <laughs> <laughs> um all right well um it's been real i'm really happy that you're joining me on this journey I can't wait. I know. I'm so excited. Um, Everybody, thanks for listening. And stay tuned for next week. We'll see you then. Bye. Bye.